welcome to the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Ian McNaughton. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, coming on to the podcast to discuss the NFL draft this week, Hayden, Hayden Barton. Hayden, how are you tonight? I'm doing good, Ian. I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk football, and uh, I'm excited for this draft on Thursday. So for those, so you're a friend of Jevons, Jevon at the Left Side Heavy podcast. Um, for those who don't know who you are, just explain yourself, go into deep, like have 30 seconds to talk about yourself and who you are. Oh God, only 30 seconds. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, it can be, it can be a minute if you need it, man. <laughs> if you need two minutes, go for it. Huh? Uh, okay. Well, Jevin and I, let's just say this. Uh, we share a sister, we share a half sister, but we're not related. We're a family, but we're not related. That's just the type of vibe that we give off. We're like brothers. We've known each other since we were as old as we can remember. And yeah, what else is there to say? Jevin's a great guy. He's a, my best friend and wouldn't want it any other way. The, the only the only negative character character trait he has is that he's a Pats fan. That's like the one thing I, uh, I mean. Tell me about it, man. The talk about bandwagon central, am I right? <laughs> I hope he listens and he hears that. And then oh, he, I really and, hope he hears. And then he's just going to comment like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Greatest franchise <laughs> all time. And it's just like, bro, please. Calm, yeah. calm down um so pretty much hayden and i are gonna go kind of we're gonna talk about each pick at least in the first round we're gonna give who our pick is for that team uh you don't do you have any trades in the first i didn't project any trades if you I, do, that's cool. I have two trades okay yeah, two okay trades. okay i didn't do trades i didn't go that far into it but if you got trades that's totally cool too oh yeah but but pretty much we're going to go through each pick in each team and who we think is going to get picked where uh we're probably going to go fairly in depth till about new england's pick at about round or pick 15 and then after pick 15 we'll probably speed it up a bit more we can get through you know who the second dolphins pick is and who the second jets pick is we don't need to go too hard uh into that but let's start with the first overall pick the jacksonville jaguars who uh are dog shit in case people didn't know but um who who is your first overall essentially pick? do we even need to talk about the top three come on uh, like uh, no i was gonna say i was gonna say the top two anyways the top two we kind of know for sure but the top yeah. three might be debatable for some but anyways top three i think we kind of have an idea who's your top three Top three, you obviously got to go Lawrence. The man's given or been given the playbook already. Yeah. And then you got Zach Wilson, that fucking throw that he made. I, his BYU pro day, absolutely insane. And then 49ers, give me Mac Jones. Okay. So I have that exact same mock draft, but afterwards, I, I don't know. I think my mock draft is for the most part pretty chalk. Like, I don't think there's really outside of like, two or three really big upsets i don't really have like i think any huge oh my god picks outside of like two or three i don't know about you but that's how i got i got trevor lawrence touchdown jesus at clemson yeah. uh i got zach wilson uh at byu and then i got mac jones what are you do you have a ranking of quarterbacks in this draft because i feel yes. like that's gonna be the yes i do because i want to hear what i your, so do what are your top what's your top five Top five? Okay. Top, top five quarterbacks. Top five. Zach Wilson, number one. I don't know. I don't I honestly don't know why Trevor Lawrence is getting so so much like love and appreciation, but I love Zach Wilson. He shows me that he's a competitor and he shows me that he's a fighter. Trevor Lawrence is 
you got to put him at number two. He's good, but I don't think he's going to be as good as Zach Wilson. And then number three, give me Trey Lance. Number four, give me Mac Jones. And number five, give me Justin Fields. But all of them, all no, no, of them no, are no. so close. But is that is that how is that who you think is gonna get drafted or how you would actually like how it? I would okay. how I would draft them. Yeah, okay. I would draft them in that order. Okay. Um, because I my quarterback rankings, I love Lawrence. I think he's a generational talent. I think he's the best quarterback prospect since Josh Allen. Andrew Luck. I was oh. gonna say Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, like the best, like I think he's better than anybody in last year's class. I think he's okay. better. I think he's better than Kyler Dwayne Haskins in 2019, which was the debate then. I think he's better than Kyler Murray, uh, and I, yeah, okay. I, I I I don't know if he's like at the same level as Josh Allen, but I still think the dude's a generational talent. He's legit. I would. I think anybody would be stupid to pass on him. See, and that's totally fair, and that's exactly the same reason is why I feel like the Jaguars are stupid to pass on Zach Wilson. Like everyone's going to have a different opinion, obviously. And mine, I'm definitely in the more like narrow side where everyone up here is thinking about Lawrence and like, I'm in like the, the lower ground thinking about Wilson just being so much better. I was going to say, I, don't I, know think what that, it is. I think that's what Chris Sims has been saying. Who was at NBC sports. Chris Sims has been saying that quite a bit is like Zach Wilson is the best quarterback prospect in this draft without a doubt. And it's just like, I don't know. My one thing with put, with put Wilson at Clemson and give him everything that Lawrence had. I think Wilson, because obviously BYU is a, a smaller school, right? Yes. Not as high as Clemson. Clemson's not, always the top four. They're not recruit. BYU is not recruiting the same guys that Clemson. Is no, recruiting. not like, even close. Like that's what that's why. Like I get where you're coming from there. My issue with Wilson is that. Too many times I didn't see him set his feet properly or he, d- he didn't have the right form that I was like, I watched like a couple of those, you know, 12 minute highlight packages where they only just said, oh, yeah. like his touchdowns and whatever on YouTube. It's just like that dude doesn't, is not, not setting his feet like I would like him to, or that maybe that I'm used to, but he still, he still has enough power to get the ball into wherever he wants to go. He could still drive oh, yeah. it into wherever he, you know, he needs to throw it for a receiver. So I don't know. It's just, I'm not anti-Wilson. It's just, I would rather have Lawrence number one. Yeah, exactly. See, and that's the thing. I'm not anti-Lawrence. I'd rather just have Wilson number one, personally. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, We both have Mac Jones number three. I don't think he's the third best quarterback in this draft. I don't either, but I think he's a great field general, which is exactly what Shanahan needs. He's very, he's very much like the Kirk Cousins type that Shanahan is like looking for. It feels like he's accurate. He'll get the ball where it needs to be, but he's not going to be athletic. He's not going to scramble. I, he's don't, not... I don't think it's like Kirk Cousins at all, in my opinion. No, like no, Kirk Cousins is not accurate. He's not that good of a, a passer. He's he's. I don't know what Kirk Cousins is. It's hard to okay. say. I okay. just okay, but here's the thing. So the, the narrative with Kirk Cousins is that he's not a prime time player, right? Yeah. He, can, he can't win in prime time. And somebody, I can't remember who it is for the life of me, because the Seahawks beat them in, in prime time for like the third straight year in a row now. Yep. And somebody came out and said Kirk Cousins isn't actually awful in prime time. Like he's not great, but he's okay in prime time. The Vikings mm-hmm. just stink. And, exactly. And it's just like okay, that's kind of the same vibes I get with Mac Jones, where it's just like, he doesn't stink, he's not awful, but he's very much 
one tool. He's very much not going to make plays on his feet. He's not going to extend the play longer if he has to. It's very much like two, three reads in the pocket, and if it's not there, he throws it away, which isn't awful. But Now tell me why that isn't a prototype of Jared Goff. I was going to say because Goff can scramble and can extend plays, but against Seattle, he didn't do that at all in the playoffs. He didn't, he, he, didn't, yeah. he didn't do that at all. Like he was afraid to run. He was afraid to just tuck it and run. And that's mm-hmm. what I, and that's what I think Mac Jones is too, to a certain extent. He's not going to tuck it and run, but no. I see where you, I think. Ugh. I think Mac Jones has the potential just because of what San Francisco can do. Like Garoppolo, it's, he made it to the he made it to the Super Bowl, and all he did was hand off the ball. But, but that but that's just it. I don't think the Niners, the Niners are not a bad team. Like the Niners no. are a really good team that can win they right are. now. And I guess if you want to win right now, Jones is. Your, I mean, I think Fields is that pick out of like the the the. If Lawrence and Wilson are already gone, I think if you're talking between Lance Fields, Mac Jones, I think Fields is the guy to help win now. But. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be taking, I wouldn't be trading up to number three to draft Mac Jones. That's totally fair. That, and, but just what came out too, the 49ers are more, more looking today as what they tweeted out is Trey Lance or Mac Jones. Yes. Now, does that throw off the scent of Justin Fields? I have no idea, but that's why this is a mock draft, which is, which is why I'm so excited to do this. The, okay. So no, I was going to say also, no one has like outright said no on like Mac Jones yet. Like there's no. been so much Mac Jones talk that's like where there's smoke, there's fire. Exactly. Like, like if like people wouldn't be saying Mac Jones all the time if there wasn't some truth, real thing happening between the Niners and Mac Jones. But uh, what do I know? I'm just some guy wearing <laughs> a hat. Um, yeah, we're just someone doing this over a podcast. You know, it's fine. It's cool. It's, it's cool. Whatever. What else are we going to do? Um, <laughs> so number four, the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. The Dirty Birds. The Dirty Birds. Do you want to take this one? I'll start with you. You're the guest of honor here. You okay. go You go number four with the Falcons. So I was just on Left Side Heavy, just recorded an episode, and I had a really, really hot take of them taking someone else other than Kyle Pitts, but for this one, it has, it just makes so much sense for Kyle Pitts to go there. I want to, I want to decline it so much, but uh, yeah, Kyle Pitts, the Atlanta Falcons, Hayden Hurst, you were cool, but Matt Ryan needs another target, I guess. So especially with news about Julio Jones might not even be there. See, that's a really fascinating thing because I think, was, I think it was Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, said, like, we want to create a, a sustainable winning culture, whatever the bullshit word soup that all ownership management like to use to sell the fans on winning. But my pick for the Atlanta Falcons, that's not a bad one. I, I like that pick. My pick is Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Trey. Wow, Tra- going Tra- for the future. I'm going for, because here's the thing. I think the Falcons are good enough to compete with Ryan and Joe and all their offensive weapons. I think defense is more the problem. Now, I don't mm-hmm. know if the Falcons want to trade back to get a defensive player or if they want to just like take like. Take a defense pl- defensive player right away. Yeah. Like I think defense is more the issue with that team. I think the offense is really good. I think the offense is, you know, talented. But I'm Trey, not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. 
I had in my other one, I had Quiddy Pay go into uh, the Falcons. But like, how do you pass? How do you pass on Kyle Pitts? Yeah, I mean, I, the reason I think the Falcons do is just because they have already so they already believe they have so many weapons they don't need another one. But then there's no reason for them to also say, oh, we need a quarterback for the future. Because I think Ryan's contract still has two or three more years left anyways. And mm-hmm. he's still he's still a quality starter for two or three more years. But yeah. I got it. I'm going with the future in Trey Lance. And that dude, I think, is set up for how the NBA or how the NFL is going in the future, what the league looks like. That's oh yeah, hundred percent. The Lamar Jackson prototype, the Kyler Murray, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I'm going to go with Lance, number four. You go with Kyle Pitts. Uh, I think more likely your pick will be correct than mine, but... It could go either way. It could go Honest. either way. That That's like one of my outla- two or three outlandish kind of hot takes in this okay. draft is Falcons to Falcons with Lance. Um, number five, Cincinnati Bengals. Who day? Not who dat, who day. Um, <laughs> they also released new jerseys, by the way, the Bengals. Uh, thoughts on their new jerseys? Uh, let me tell you, the white ones are going to look super green on Joe Burrow. So <laughs> they need, they need a lineman, but I don't think, I, I don't think the Bengals will go lineman, uh, for offense. <sighs> Jamar Chase is sitting right there, you know, LSU product to LSU product. You got to take Jamar Chase. It makes sense. Doesn't it? AJ Green going away. T. Higgins is also a really good wide receiver too. I like T. Higgins. I took oh, him. I like him too. I took him in fantasy last year because I thought, like, as a, as a like late round dark horse, who I thought could be something. And he actually like had some good moments with Burrow before you know Burrow went down. Oh yeah. But um, that's a good pick too. I like that Jamar Chase pick. Uh, I'm going to go with a uh, Panay Sewell. Yep. As the tackle for the Bengals because. I don't know. I just feel like they need to tackle. We yeah, every everybody definitely. everybody was saying this before Burrow got injured that they need you know better offensive linemen, and this is your chance to get better offensive linemen. I I think Sewell is still a developmental product. Like I don't know if he's going to be starting right away because they got Jonah Williams. Um, and I can't remember who the right tackle is off the top of my head. I'm I'm blanking on that shit. I should have wrote that down. Anyway, it's not the point. Um. <laughs> The, the thing with the Bengals, I think they just get their tackle, they get an old lineman, they help out Burrow, they help protect him, and I think they fill a, a major need for the future. Could go pass catcher, could go offensive weapon, but I got Sewell going fifth overall to the Bengals. And again, in my other draft, I had Sewell go into the Bengals. Were you- I don't know. I see a lot of teams being dumb and not drafting the right person. So I feel like this is a more accurate draft, which is why I saved it for you because I feel like this is what's going to go down. You know what I, I mean? I th- here's the thing. I think last year teams were actually pretty chalk as to like who they were taking. Like it was pretty like pretty much like it made sense the players they were taking. There was like a couple of standout like a couple what, of weird ones. A couple of weird ones like Jordan Love and Henry Ruggs. Like we're kind of like yep. uh, okay. This year, it might be a little bit more radical because we're, you know, not quite. I mean, things are different down in the States, but it's, you know, you still had football. They still had some interviews. I don't know. I, I think the Bengals make the smart choice. I think the Bengals are not the same old Bengals and they, you know, res- draft a respectable tackle to help their quarterback. But, I mean, 
Jamar Chase makes a lot of sense too because you got the Burrow Chase Higgins trio. Yeah. No, let's just hope that Zach Taylor can actually make the right decision on draft night and go uh, and go lineman. But like I said, I I just see Jamar. I I just see him being drafted. I don't know why, but I just do. It might it might be the Burrow effect of just them wanting to please Burrow. There might be there might be that part of it too, where they're just looking to you know to please Burrow on draft night, give him some respectability, but we'll see. Um, let's go. We'll go to number six. We'll go to the Dolphins at six. Uh, interesting team. They got two first round picks. They could make the playoffs this year. Dark horse to make the playoffs in that division. Um, who do you have the Miami Dolphins taking at six? Well, Larry McTunsell, your trade has uh, come in perfectly here because give me Penne Sewell to uh, the Dolphins here. All right. Where you know, the Bengals won't get him, the Dolphins will. You know, that's a great pick because I think they are also trying to protect their star franchise quarterback who they really like, who they really enjoy. Um, I mean, I... I Part of my thing is that I think the Dolphins need more weapons than an offensive lineman. Like, I think they could probably use a top-end – they're kind of like San Francisco. They could use a top-end running back, but they have a bunch of solid middle-tier running backs, and they just need a star wide receiver for somebody like for somebody like Tua to throw the ball to. Uh, but Sewell makes a lot of sense, you know, at the tackle position, filling a role. Um, I got Kyle Pitts going to Miami. Oh, Okay. I just quit quitting on Gasecki. I see here you uh, you are. You know, well, here's the thing. I part of it is that this is one of the picks where it's like best player available for the Dolphins. I think it's the best player available. And as much as I like, you know, Gasecki or Adam Shaheen, even I think even he has potential. He, oh yeah, he, Shaheen he, has potential. Shaheen can be something. I still don't think that's enough for you to not take Kyle Pitts if he's available. That's fair. I, I, I really, I, I, I like Pitts as much as the next guy. I think he's like, he does Jimmy Graham things in a wide receiver body. <laughs> like if Jimmy Graham could actually run routes, I think it's like the perfect fit. If hey, that's, if hey that's, Graham could run routes. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> I yeah. need, I need, I need, here's the thing. I trust Kyle Pitts to do a sluggo. I don't know that Jimmy Graham can do a sluggo. I don't think Kyle Pitts can take on a defender as well as Jimmy Graham can. <laughs> That's fair. That's I fair. look at his I, I look at his Florida tape, dude. What is the ACC doing? They don't they don't hit at all. They don't push the they don't the, push the tight end. The SEC. The SEC. Sorry, my bad. ACC is Miami. Listen, yeah. I listen. Pitts can go anywhere from four to eight. I think Pitts Pitts and Sewell he could can, literally fill any team's void yeah he's that good yes Pitts is so good I just think if Miami is on the clock and they're looking for the best player available they go Kyle Pitts that's I mean they could go Chase he's still available in my mock draft technically but I I I would think they go Kyle Pitts because he's just too good of a talent to pass up on so that's why mm-hmm. I got the that's why I got the Dolphins going uh six with Kyle Pitts. I love the Jimmy Graham conversation, by the way, considering that Seattle <laughs> didn't even know how to use him properly for like Oh wait, year. until the last year. Yeah, until like the, mm. until like the contract year where then like Seattle started figuring out, hey, why don't you just isolate him on a cornerback? Oh, oh and, um, amazing. 
Amazing. Oh, who knew that he could actually do that? Oh, wait, maybe the Saints who only used him for that. (laughs) Oh, no, it's awesome that he's been on both of our teams and has succeeded at one and completely failed at the rest. So he, yeah, I, you know what? His last year in Seattle wasn't that bad. No, no, his last year was good. It's just it took them like a year and a half, two years. And plus, he had it the major. Took, yeah, he had the major injury. It took them two years to actually figure. Plus, their Seattle's O line was absolutely awful. garbage. Like, yeah, awful. And then when they try and use Graham as a run blocker too. Yeah, let's it, just put the worst run blocker tight end up against. Who Jadavion Clowney at the Aaron, time? Aaron Aaron Donald. Let, let, let's yeah. have him go up against Aaron Donald and see how that goes. It's like I can tell you how that goes. That's, <laughs> yeah. Like I, yeah. He's Anyways. gotten better, but he hasn't gotten that much better. Okay, he's not Gronkowski. No, and I mean going to Chicago also has not helped. I mean he had. Oh, my God, when he when he said like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to a Super Bowl caliber team," I was like, "You're coming back to the Saints?" Oh. Uh, no, no, <laughs> Chicago of all teams. I don't. I also don't know why he didn't just stay in Green Bay. Like that just made I, perfect. I, that well, Green perfect. Bay didn't want him. They released. I him. know. I know. I know. But like, and look what Tunyon did. Look at look at how good that he's uh, Robert, just produced Tunyon. Yeah, Robert Tunyon's fucking awesome. Uh, number seven, Detroit Lions. Who do you got going? To uh, first, first defensive player off my board. Ooh. Give me Quiddy Pay. Ooh, Lions need a lot of help, but you know, Michigan to Michigan, it just kind of makes sense in my eyes. Michigan, interesting. That's a good pick. I like. I have them going later on because I don't know. I mean, I think this isn't really that great of a class for like you know, edge play. I mean, it's not a bad like in the second and third round. It's pretty good for edge rushers. And the, the inside players are gets even worse for defensive interior players, like just trying to find those type of guys. So, I mean, I could see a team like going all in on them early, but. That's why I like the Lions. Yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, I got Jamar Chase going to Detroit. I like a, that pick too. I mean, he would be their best wide receiver since Calvin Day Johnson. One. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, no offense to Golden Tate, also who I liked, or Kenny. Or Bashad Perriman. Or Kenny Galladay. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, I think Jamar Chase is great. He can help out Goff because if you don't give any help to Jared Goff in Detroit, then what the fuck are you actually doing? You're really just wasting this man's career. Um, yep. Not that he's. Not that it's already been wasted. <laughs> is, okay, is Goff like the Mendoza line of like competent starter quarterbacks? You can Average. Like, like, like guys, like guys, you can win a potentially win a Super Bowl with like golf, maybe, but anything less than golf, you're not winning a Super Bowl. You're not winning. Yeah. I mean, he did get to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, off of a fucking fluke, but you know, (laughs) that's kind of how I see it. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, that's, um, I, I won't go too far into that, but, um, <laughs> thank you. I've already relived it enough. Uh, well, that's like any time, like anybody shows like Super Bowl 49 highlights and it's just like, you know, what uh, happens it's... at the, you know, what happens at the end, right? It's like, I, I do, I really do. And I don't want to <laughs> talk about this. Can we please talk about anything else? Anything else. Let's talk about Super Bowl 48. Okay. Like, oh, that was such a good one. 
<laughs> that was like that game was boring by the time, like after Harvin, Super Bowl 48, by the time Harvin scored that touchdown, it's like, okay, well, I don't well, need to watch. this is just a shit kicking. Um, so you, okay, so you got, uh, you got Pay going to Detroit. Yep. And I got Jamar Chase. Yep. Um, Lions, worst team in the league, potentially this year, question This year, mark? No. no. No, they won't be. They won't be the worst team. They have a lot of young people and I feel like that benefits Goff in a way because he has somewhat of a veteran presence because he's been to the Super Bowl. He knows what it takes. And depending on who they get, it's it's going to be good for them. You know what I mean? I feel like the worst team that will be the worst team, give me the fucking Broncos, man. Like, <laughs> Ooh. They, they're not making any moves this year that will impress me. Okay, so we'll get into Denver later on, but I feel like I feel like any team like yeah, four through eight, four through nine, and then I don't know, the Broncos and Cowboys are kind of in a weird spot. And then like once you get to like the Giants and Eagles, they're in a good spot too with guys that can fill needs. Um number eight, the Carolina Panthers is a team a team I actually don't mind, just as to, in terms of like a rebuilding, like they're figuring they're sort of figuring it out as a franchise. They're kind of yep. getting their shit together. Um, who do you have going to the Carolina Panthers at number eight? Well, this is where I come in for my first trade. Okay. Who do you got? Yeah. The Patriots are doing something Ooh. other than what they would no, be known to do. Other than trading down, they trade up. Now they like either Trey Lance or they like their main guy. The one that Bill Belichick has been apparently falling in love with. And that is Justin Fields. Hmm. It's what I've been seeing a lot of, and it's just like, okay, well, Justin Fields isn't going to make it past uh, what I feel like the Broncos, because I feel like the Broncos are going to draft Fields. So, yeah, I mean, there's like, I, I was going to say, there's, it's, there's, if he, if he gets past Denver somehow, then he, like, the Cowboys have to trade down to, like, let mm-hmm. somebody take a quarterback because there's no reason Fields or Lance should be like outside of the top 10. So I don't mind. Theoretically, I don't, no. I don't mind that. Um, New England's a weird team because they re-signed Newton, which I mean. But only for one year. It's only that's for why one, I like it, the fields look. It's, it's not. Yeah. And that's why Lance makes sense too, because it's only for one year with Newton. You can just play like shit uh, for mm-hmm. another year. Um, I never bought into the Jared Stidham hype. I never, thought he, I never thought he was going to be that good. Funny, I remember watching, um, not in a, not in Burrow's championship year, but like the year before when uh, 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 Stidham and Burrow were playing Auburn LSU, yep. and it and it was just like watching that game. It was in Auburn, and Stidham was just like, to me, he okay, this guy's not an NFL quarterback. He's a fine college prospect. You know, he he does enough things well at the college level, but this Burrow kid could be something. And, yeah. it's, and it's just like, yeah, that's about right with Jared Stidham. Like, he's not an NFL player. Can't, he's not a quarterback for 16 games. I don't know if you really want Newton trying to start your whole season either. But, oh, maybe Justin Fields can get some action too for New England. Maybe. Or, or Lance. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but that's actually a really – I like that pick. Because um, with Carolina at number eight, I had them taking Justin Fields. 
Oh, even with the Sam Darnold trade? Even with the Darnold trade, even with Bridgewater under for contract for another year, I just think Fields is too good for Carolina to pass up. You can never have too many options at quarterback because I feel like you can get rid of either Darnold. I don't know that you can find a suitor for Bridgewater considering this contract. But I feel I feel like you can make something happen where you can get assets back for one, if not both of those guys, and you draft Fields, and Fields is the franchise quarterback who was I think the second second best quarterback second best player coming into this draft maybe and now he's falling something off. like that yeah, yeah he's falling like down yeah. so I mean Carolina so Carolina they actually have some decent def- decent offensive weapons I've got it written down here Christian McCaffrey hopefully yep. he's back 100% I don't mind Robbie Anderson I think he's a quality especially weapon. see with Sam Darnold coming yeah that's why I like Robbie Anderson Yes, I think that makes sense. They're not in New York. They don't have to deal with the fucking Jets bullshit anymore. Adam Gase. Adam Gase. Um, DJ Moore, slot guy. I like him. I think he's, you know, a quality wide receiver. He's good everywhere. Yeah, he could be good anywhere. Uh, And then they also got David Moore, who is Seattle's uh, third, fourth wide receiver this past year. They signed him. I like him. He's made some clutch catches for Seattle in the past. Oh, 100%. Dan, Dan Arnold, Ian Thomas, tight end. She can figure out tight ends, but I mean, that's really good. I mean, Dan Arnold is probably going to be the number one just because he made, uh, well, if we're talking about past teams, he made some pretty clutch catches on the Saints. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's why I think there's some decent pass, you know, pass catchers, some offensive weapons for, you know, somebody like Fields to join. I mean, care like it makes sense for Carolina to trade down as well because I think Detroit, Carolina are in a really good, even Denver's in a really good spot where they don't necessarily have to pick where they are, even the Cowboys, I guess, too. I just think if Carolina's there and Justin Fields is there, you got to take him. I can't see how, I can't see how you pass on Fields if he's still around at eight and you still have quarterback questions. That's totally fair. Um, Let's go to Denver, Mile High City, the Broncos, number nine. Oh, boy. Uh, uh yeah no i'll let you take this one first okay so denver was a tough team for myself i went a couple different ways with denver before i finally settled on what i wanted to do with the broncos and i went with uh micah parsons linebacker out of penn State. okay okay i i he's he's 6 240 probably a little small to be playing inside where they need to fill a position but if you you know you can switch him outside every once in a while maybe replace you know Chubb or Von Miller as an outside blitz blitzer every once in a while on a pass rush I can see it working I think it helps with the linebacker you know situation I mean they could take Slater as another guy I thought they could take at at nine fill a tackle spot help the O-line help Drew Locke maybe but um you know i watched some film on parsons that dude is fun to watch just pass rushing going after the quarterback oh, yeah. he's got some really good ball awareness and play recognition that i mean i like i almost to compare him to isaiah simmons just from that's last a, yeah year. yeah that's a How really good comp. Is. yeah yeah that's, that's a really good comp i like that um I, whether vic fangio and the broncos know how to use him properly and, and would take somebody like him that's kind of my thinking process with Parsons. He kind of fills a role. He's a defensive head coach. Dude's fun to watch, talented. 
He's not oh, a yeah. he's not a tall six five plus white quarterback for Elway to take this early, but <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. Say, I'm gonna say Parsons at nine to Denver. All right, fair enough. I like your defensive look, and okay. I think pairing up uh, Simmons with another back half guy is what they need. I I like the linebacker look at Parsons, but when you have a ball hawk like Trayvon Morig as the best safety who to pair him up with Justin Simmons, that, that could be like, you know, when Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara went to the uh, pro bowl as like the best RB duo. Yes. That has potential to be the best safety duo since Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas. I, I, I can't argue with that because I really wanted to rate, rate like more higher than what I have them. I just didn't know which, like, I think Dallas would be an amazing fit. He's a TCU kid. It it makes perfect sense for him to go to Dallas. I just couldn't make it work. I couldn't see it, but I love that pick now that you mentioned it. I think that's, that's probably better than my part. It's literally no, no, no. That's the thing. Who knows what they're going to do. This is like the, the best part, you know, it's like, your your linebacker decision for Parsons that could totally help them for depth and then mine for Morig it's like that could be a really really scary backfield it's well especially when you're in a division when you have to go up against Mahomes Justin Herbert Derek Carr with a question mark as to what's going on in Las Vegas he beat Kansas City you know once so it's fine (laughs) yes it's fine he's cool but I'm but that's where it makes sense for with Morig where it's just like the dude is a ball hawk that makes perfect sense for the type of division that you see with Mahomes, Herbert, Carr, all that sort of stuff. It makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. Um, do you want to go to the Cowboys at 10? Yeah, sure. All um, right. This one was kind of a toss-up for me. Dallas needs a lot of defense, but their offensive line is getting old and expensive as shit. So that's why it kind of made sense for me to put Slater at uh at that o-line position for dallas get some youngness into there and and just keep Dak protected man <laughs> i i i had slater 10 as well i just think it, oh like, nice yeah i think the fit like makes sense you don't have to start him right away this year but i feel like you know injury injuries have come about that team is never 100 healthy it seems like never it and never is especially at the o-line spot and Slater just blocks dudes. Like he just like yeah, he just he, does. Ma- he just mauls guys. He just blocks guys. I don't know what it, like that's the thing about old linemen, right? Like you never hear about them until they do dumb shit or until they fuck up. This dude hardly fucked up at Northwestern. No, what was it like three sacks he allowed like his whole college career or something like that? Yeah, something ridiculous like that. He's got. I don't know if you've seen the film against Chase Young. Who Chase Young? Yeah, he's like the only one that can defend Chase Young. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that you should completely draft a guy based on like his experience against Chase Young, but I think it helps. It definitely helps. So, (laughs) so that's why I'm going with Slater ten to the Cowboys as well. So I like it. We don't need to talk about that too much because we agreed on that. No, it's the Cowboys. Uh, It's the Cowboys too. Yeah. So we can just move on there. 11 giants can i can i go first with i'm gonna i'm gonna go first yeah, yeah you go first you go first 
I got them taking Devontae Smith. Oh, let's go. I had them taking Devontae Smith as well. All right, perfect. I mean, here's a, the one knack that people will say is just height, right? 5'7", he's oh, small, yeah. he's going to struggle against big boys, right? Yeah. I mean, sure, he probably is not going to be the best receiver after this first year because he's still adjusting to it. He's not playing for Nick Saban in Alabama. Nope. He gets to, pl- he gets to play for a shitty Giants team with I think this is the peak of Daniel Jones's career that we're seeing right here. I if this if this isn't his season, then he's never gonna have a season. Yeah. So pretty much, he like at least help out Jones. Like if if you know if Jones mm-hmm. is your guy, if he's your quarterback of the future, give him a little support. And that's why I went with the Heisman winner, Devontae. Yep. I like I love that pick because I see the same thing. You know, he has Galladay. But you can't just rely on Galladay, Shepard, and John Ross. Don't don't disrespect John Ross. Oh my just... god, <laughs> epic kick returner, John Ross. Yeah, no, like, uh, Devonte Smith going to the Giants makes as much sense as the top three picks of quarterbacks. Yeah, like it, it's just gonna help out Daniel Jones, and that's what he needs. The Giants would be very stupid not to take a wide like if how if things have played out the way at least you and I have thought if they don't take one of those Alabama receivers yeah with that pick you, you are dumb uh-huh. Gettleman can be fired tomorrow I, I I think you're really making a mistake but knowing if Gettleman, Slater if Slater falls to them maybe Slater that's like my one exception sure but I mean if Just you're ta- because of Chase Young being in that same division but if you're taking I'm going through my list like if you're taking like Rashad Bateman who I have like going later on in the first round like if you take a guy like 10 picks after like 10 picks earlier than he should go then there's going to be hell to pay yeah, you're making a very bearish pick right there, okay? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, number 12, Philadelphia Eagles. I'll let you have this one since I took the last this one. This one might cause some drama, but okay. if if the Eagles coach is willing to come out and say that Jalen Hurts isn't the starter, I don't know what his mindset is in. And apparently he plays rock, paper, scissors to see how much competitiveness their players have. It just kind of all speaks like they're wanting a quarterback and Trey Lance is right in their feet. They're going to choose Trey Lance. Okay. Because I don't, I'm not, I'm sorry, but I don't see Joe Flacco really making a statement in Philadelphia. <laughs> Can I, I don't either. Um, and I don't actually mind hurts. Like I like definitely like Doug Peterson, definitely in like week six seven whenever whenever they played like san francisco in that primetime game last year that was definitely i got like get me the fuck out of here vibes like doug peterson like oh, yeah. i don't i don't want to be here anymore please get me out of this job i hate this type vibes uh from the head coach of the former yeah. super bowl winning team um i don't know i i don't think they would trade up for a quarterback that's the thing they didn't even have to trade up Lance just fell to them in so, my in my position. Yeah, like I don't think they're going out of their way to get a quarterback. I think if there's a quarterback there, there they'll take him. Yeah. Um, I mean, Lance makes a lot of sense because Lance is kind of similar to Hertz. Um, yeah, and even Wentz too. And even Wentz. Arm. Yeah, rushing. I. But by the way, I, I I don't know how many people actually know this. I very much slept on Jalen Hurts 
I I was not a Hurts guy. I didn't see it. Like when he was at Alabama and he was throwing for 126 yards and 10 completions, I'm like, this guy is not NFL ready. This guy can't make it to the next level. And then he went to Oklahoma where he threw for like 4,000 yards. And then he's, you know, look, Marge, I mean, he's looked fine with Philadelphia. For the most part. For the most part. So, I mean, I definitely slept on Jalen Hurts. Um, I went with Jalen Waddell as okay. the Eagles pick at 12 because they're, they're top four wide receivers. Uh, Travis Are Bull- a joke? <laughs> yeah. Like Greg Ward Jr., who is third on the Eagles depth chart, played quarterback for the University of Houston in college. Like that's insane. The fact that you can't figure out wide receiver that badly that a converted quarterback in college is oh. now your third best wide receiver. So that's why I went with Waddle. He's fast. He's got speed to burn. Some people compare him to Tyreek Hill. I don't know if anybody's yeah. like Tyreek Hill because that offensive scheme is just insane. Um, I also don't think what's the Eagles coach Nick Serini. Serrani. Yeah, Serrini. Yeah, the joke I, of a quarterback. Or I don't. I don't. Right I don't think he's. What he said something ridiculous or something stupid in his opening press con. I can't remember what it was. It was just something dumb, and it's like you should not be an NFL head coach. Very much Freddie Kitchen vibes from <laughs> Nick Serrani in Philadelphia. Like this guy's not a this guy's not a coach. This guy shouldn't be here. Um, but I got Waddle. I got another wide receiver for the Eagles. Somebody Jalen to Jalen. I like it. Jalen to Jalen. A, a little bit of the Alabama connection. Um, yeah, a little bit. So I got I got Waddle going to the Eagles at twelve. Nice. All right. Uh, Thirteen. L.A. Chargers, who are on the rise, also a wild card playoff. Yeah, very, dark, very could be dark, dark horse. Um, I'll let you go first on the Chargers. Who do you got? The- well, clearly, offensive line was an issue, and since Slater isn't there and Sewell isn't there, you got to go to the next best guy, which is probably Christian Derisaw. You know, you could also go with uh, Weatherhead from Oklahoma. But I think Derisaw kind of has a little bit more, uh, what's this, what's to say? Like, he just seems more NFL ready in my eyes. Sure. Um, I mean, my thing with Derisaw is that watching him, like the dude's talented. He's like a brute almost uh, playing for Virginia Tech. He relied a little bit on his talent a bit too much, it felt like, sometimes just watching him. I mean, not like didn't always give 100%. Uh, I don't know if the NFL will change that and being with a star quarterback like Herbert and, like being, Herbert, on, yeah. and being on a competitive team like the Chargers, maybe that changes. I don't hate the pick. I think that makes sense because that team has struggled. We talked about the injury on the O-line with the Cowboys. That team has struggled with offensive line problems for, like, Phillip Rivers and beyond years. Yeah, maybe all the way back to Drew Brees. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Probably all the way back to Dan Fouts, if we're being honest. Trying to find a decent O-line for the fucking Chargers. Um, I went with Patrick Sertan. Okay. As a a cornerback. I mean, they could go like they also need an O line too. Like they need O line and corner. Like they, Darisaw yes. could Darisaw makes sense too. I just went with certain because he he seems like uh, a certain. He just seems like the the Jalen Ramsey 
old Richard Sherman shut down press man corner. Shut down, yeah. That teams are looking for. And when you got Tyreek Hill, when you got Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Henry Ruggs, the, Henry Ruggs, <laughs> Henry Ruggs the, tight, the tight end, maybe you want to put him on a tight Darren end. Darren Waller, yeah, no, he can definitely Kelsey, cover that. Kelsey, sure. Like that dude, I think, you know, he could give fits to opposing team receivers. Um, another Alabama pick. Um, yeah, Alabama I, making their way known into this draft right now. Yeah, the, 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 that Crimson Tide team that won the championship is a, it's a pretty good team, believe it or not. Um, yeah. So I, I'm going Sertan at uh, 13 to the Chargers, help improve their secondary. Kind of like what you were saying with uh, Morang to uh, Morang to uh, Denver, kind of to, imp- to improve their secondary, get you know improve that back end type. That back end, yeah. So I that's what I got for the Chargers. Um, 14 with the Vikings. I took Darasaw. I think he fits. You know their left tackle. I think the Vikings just use him to automatically fill their left tackle spot. Um, little needs there Mahler he's a brute beast um and and I know Minnesota likes to run run the ball with Dalvin Cook so why not so they definitely need that so why not get Darisaw at 14 and you know just plug and play yeah no and that was one of the two positions that I thought the Vikings could go for I was thinking about corner but their corners are decent their back end is decent with Harris leading that so I thought about linebacker because I know Anthony Barr is, was injured last year, but he's also getting kind of old and Kendrick's also getting kind of old. So this is where I have Parsons. Oh, and I think, I think Parsons would fit really good because it's kind of close to Minnesota, you know, Pennsylvania. So I think, I think it just fits for, for, uh, for the team and for him. It would kind of give them a. I don't want. To, I don't know if a spark is the right word because I mean Justin Jefferson kind of gave them that that spark or that energy last yeah, year. Definitely. But it could it, it could it could give them a spark defensively. Like I yeah. think it makes a lot of sense on defense to have Parsons there. I mean, fuck, he could be a great edge rusher. Edge rusher. He could play in the middle too. Fuck, that makes it. That's a good could pick. Play anywhere. Could play anywhere. That's a great yeah. pick. I, li- I like Darisaw at a, for the Vikings, too, just because of how much they use Dalvin Cook. Yeah, so, I mean, both of our picks, I think, make a lot of sense for Minnesota. I think they would. Yeah, I yeah. can definitely see either of those two going. Or even, I know in my other draft, what I did with Jeb, I had, uh, I think it was Sertain going to the Vikings as well yeah. to kind of learn from Pat Pete. That's that's gonna be really fascinating to see how that goes with Pete. Yeah, I'm excited to I'm excited to see Pat Pete on a different team. So New England, then at least I had New England at 15. Uh, You have Carolina now at 15. Yeah. Uh, So we can we can uh, yeah, pretty much speed it up a little bit here. But who do who do you have Carolina 15? Panthers, give me a linebacker, Jeremiah Owasu Korgma. Ooh. Yeah. No, they uh, the Panthers again. Neil, another linebacker. Luke Keekley's gone, and they just drafted Derek Brown last year for the defensive line. They got to keep going defense in my eyes because that's one way to like definitely lock down the NFC South, which is a I feel it more offensive heavy presence. 
Korama, Notre Dame. I'm a Notre Dame fan, by the way. That's kind of my college team. Oh, okay. I, really, I, I like I like Notre Dame. I like the independent, you know, type way. I, you know, their quarterback Ian Book. His first name's Ian, so you know, there's kind of a. Oh, you got you just gotta love them then. You gotta you gotta support the Ians. Um, <laughs> but you know, there are some people who are saying Korama could be like the the best linebacker in this draft. He could. And he it, very well could. And it's it's very interesting because he's not quite your typical linebacker, like how you see in the NFL and where he's setting up or where he's, you know, lining up. But that dude, he makes sense on Carolina and how they like to play, you know, defensively. And mm-hmm. I and just the way like Keekly made that force in the NFC. So that's why I could see, you know, Corbin doing that. That's a good pick. I like, I like that pick. Um, I so that's basically because you had the trade earlier, so you got Cornwall going to Carolina. That's a really good pick. Uh, I got J.C. Horn going to New England, cornerback out of mm. South Carolina. Okay. Uh, um, now I don't know. I, this is also me kind of just picking a guy who I think would do really well in New England. Excellent pass corner can replace Gilmore if Gilmore leaves. Yeah, after if Gilmore next leaves. Year. Uh, he's got great ball recognition, great awareness. He's kind of yeah. like Sertan, a little bit handsy. Will get called for a few penalties here and there. I don't know. I just I could see you know Belichick going young with the J.C. Jackson, J.C. Horn cornerback duo if they don't bring Gilmore back. Yeah, I got I got Horn fifteen. Yeah, no, I like that pick too. Uh, Sixteen Arizona. Who do you got for the cards? I got. Uh, the replacement for Pat Pete, give me Caleb Farley. Ooh. Yeah. I, I heard could the be the best corner in this draft, he's in got, my opinion. He's got health problems, though, I've heard. That's the word on him is that he's got some, uh, yeah. some back health issues. But honestly, I hate when that is like a deciding factor if a player should play or not. Because you could choose any star player and then they just get injured. Everyone has the same injury risk. In in my eyes, at least. And if I'm just looking on pure talent, Caleb Farley's a really good quarterback or quarterback here. All right, that I I don't mind that. Uh, I got Christian Barmore going to Arizona, the uh, defensive interior player. Okay. Uh, um, kind he kind of like kind of learned with Watt. He can be a force inside, and I mean. Decent pass rusher, decent run blocker, or, you know, cog in the middle, not a run blocker. Uh, pass rusher <laughs> can be a run cog, you know, guy in the line yeah, who just, just disrupts. He, he just disrupts and just is a pain in the ass to play against. And I he's agree. another and he's another Alabama guy. So there you go. There I you go. When in doubt, draft Alabama. Um, 17, Las Vegas Raiders. I have Aziz Ojolari. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, playing off the edge because I don't know if anyone actually stands out on the Vegas Raiders other than that white guy. I Max Max name. Crosby. Yes, Crosby. He's got, he's got two X's with Max, which is like <laughs> definitely you can definitely tell he's like this generation of kids because like yeah. the, par- the parents are just throwing an extra letter in there when they I was about have- to say really giving off the PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Sixty yeah. name vibes. <laughs> <laughs> that's great um 
Good pick. I got Greg Newsom, cornerback, uh, Northwestern. Wow. Okay. I, really going deep with the cornerbacks here. I'm going corners with Newsom. Here's the thing. I don't know what the fuck Gruden and the Raiders are doing. And I don't know that they know what they're doing. So maybe if like, you know, two of the net last four picks are corners, then Gruden's like, well, shit, guys, maybe we got to get a corner. We got a lot of receivers in here. <laughs> he's just chewing his gum and he's just like, yeah, we'll get a corner. And it's just yeah, like, you know, gotta get it, their shit going mentally there. I I don't I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like this is like at least last year when they were like playing Kansas City, they at least had a plan, right? Like they run the ball, car throws every once in a while, and it's usually pretty safe passes. Jonathan yep. Abram is a great safety. It's a great safety. Their their defense is actually low-key was fairly good. I mean, they got decent edge rushers and Crosby. Very low-key. I mean, their linebackers, Nick Kowitikowski is like a really good linebacker. Like, the pieces were there, and then it just seemed like they were ripping out some of their pieces this year. And I don't know. I... It just seems like with the Raiders, it's like one step forward, two steps back. That's more of my Gruden Raiders. Yeah, no, exactly. When the whole world wants the Vegas Raiders, or when the whole world wants the Raiders to do good, Yes. that's when you bet against them, okay? (laughs) Yes, yes. That's when, like, oh, wow, this team's really, like, they've won two straight games. They're really making progress. It's just like, sell, sell, sell all yeah, your I don't care if they're ver- I don't okay. care if they're playing the Jets. They almost lost to the fucking Jets, okay? Yeah, they should, they should, it shouldn't have been that close. They should have lost Jets. to the Jets, yes, yes. yes. You put Robert Sala in that position instead of fucking Adam Gase. <laughs> holy shit, man. The Jets have the number one overall pick, just like that. Um, 18, Miami Dolphins, their second pick in the first round. Uh, I'll, I'll go here. I got uh, Elijah Vera Tucker tackle usc uh i think there there's the tackle position uh that miami there's a tackle player that miami uses to you know help with tua and give his protection you went early with the tackle i went a bit I went later too on. Well, yeah yeah oh, that's so, perfectly so, fine too i like farrah tucker as well so i think i mean he looks like a really good guy especially coming from usc where they actually ran it a bit a, a bit more a bit I, more than yeah so, I mean, that's why I'm going with Vera Tucker. Vera Tucker, uh, 18 in Miami, at their tackle position there. Who you got? Well, just like you kind of went with like a, a sort of an air raid sort of help. Uh, I didn't go tight end, obviously, but I put Terrace – or not Terrace, Jalen Waddle. Ooh. Yeah, okay. speedster for Tua, you know, get him, uh, get him that other – I wouldn't say Devontae Parker-esque because Devontae Parker's not really that fast anymore. It kind of lost no, his step, but... I, I'm going to say Deshaun Jackson, kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd say Deshaun Jackson in that way. So that's a, that's a good pick. I like that pick. I mean, I'll, I'm su- I'd be surprised if Waddle goes that low in the draft. Like, I can I, definitely see him. That's the issue. Like, I, I'd be surprised if any of those wide receivers aren't picked by 15. I don't know if anybody trades up to take a. a, a I wouldn't say anyone would trade up, but I mean, it, it might be like the Dallas situation last year with CD Lamb, where Lamb mm-hmm. just where Lamb just dropped for whatever reason, and then he just fell to the Cowboys' lap at eighteen, I think it was, or yeah, something, something like, like that. Yeah, like he just went a lot further down than people thought, and that could be like a waddle thing. Maybe Devontae Smith too at five seven. People might be afraid of the height and. Either of those guys could drop. So I like yeah. that pick. That there's there's the you know 
pass catching help for Tua in Miami. Yeah. No, we kind of had like the same idea, just a little bit late. So we just the roles are reversed essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Um, nineteen uh, Washington football team taking well, nineteen. Get fucking either Taylor Heineke or Fitz Magic some help, other than just Terry or Scary Terry. Put Terrace Marshall Jr. right across from him. All right. All right. Um, yeah, no, that team is definitely a team on the rise. The team that's oh, definitely definitely 100%. got definitely got the pieces there. And Ron Rivera is a really smart coach, really knowledgeable. Very, very coach. offensive minded in that way. Yeah, so I could I, I could see that happening. Um Washington's, I think, in a really good spot too. Like I think Miami and Washington are in a really good spot oh, yeah. of, of kind of just where doing, they're drafting. Yeah, just doing whatever they want, doing whatever they can. Um I went with a Carmela, Kerma, yeah, the Notre Dame linebacker. Okay. Because uh, I just figured that the Ron Rivera type pick. Might as well just keep going defense, right? <laughs> I, I mean, just add to the defense, get another. Again, it might be like who's the best player available. And who knows? Maybe Waddle falls all the way down to 18 or Devontae Smith or somebody drops all the way down to 18. And yeah or 19th and there's a wide receiver there instead of you know maybe reaching up for one but uh i got cromoa going um uh going to note or going to washington he played for notre dame god damn it um <laughs> what are we doing here ian uh number 20 chicago bears uh who do you got with the the bears going to chicago well, what, po- what, like... poor, what poor soul is going to be going to chicago oh god i feel bad but just because it looks like they're getting rid of uh who is it not in is it Anthony Miller or is it Allen Robinson? I think is who it is. Oh, uh, Allen Robinson's staying for one more year. Yeah, you got, fran- you, been, got, you got franchise. Yeah, I got the franchise type, but apparently, I think it's. I think they are looking to trade Anthony Miller. So Poss- possibly. Yeah. Uh, so I have the Bears sticking with the receiver because it looks like that's what they're going to need. I have Rashad Bateman going to the Bears. I also have Rashad Bateman going to the Bears. Let's go. See, so, it just kind of makes sense. <laughs> some poor wide receiver who like is getting thrusted into whatever the hell that offense is on a given basis, um, week after week. Um, I guess Andy Dalton is an upgrade over Money Mitch Trubisky. Like I, mm. I, I, <laughs> I don't Would you call it an upgrade. It's, it feels very much like a wash. Like, it feels very much like what Trubisky will be in 10 years from now. Yeah, still, that's exactly how I think I see it, too. It, it's very much like you just accelerated the Mitch process, like, 10 years down the road. And he just became ginger all And he became, I was just going to say, and he became a ginger. So how much better could it get? <sighs> so I got Bateman uh, going 20 to Chicago. You got Bateman going 20 to Chicago. Um R.I.P. Anybody kind of fall on that the same? I was gonna say R.I.P. to anybody going to the Bears in this this year. Um, <laughs> Twenty-one Indianapolis, the Colts. I'll let you take this one first. I went with Pay. Okay, yeah, Pay. I I I think Pay to Indy makes sense just because they need an edge rusher. Indianapolis is weird. Too. I don't want to say Indy is like Seattle esque, where like they're like good for 10 wins in a year but they never seem to figure out how to beat the top teams 
Because yep. um, I, th- I feel like Seattle is better than Indy, but that just might be my bias who watches and roots for the Seahawks every week. Um, could be. Could be. There's definitely something there with Indianapolis. Like, I think Taylor's a really good running back. I like Michael Pittman, T- you know, T.Y. Hilton. Um, I, I don't know about the Wentz quarter. The, the quarterback thing is weird. I don't know what the, like, if Wentz is going to be the guy for Indianapolis. I think their defense is okay. It's not great. It's not awful. I think it's just okay. And we'll win them a few games and might lose them a few games, but I think they go pay, get a, get a, you know, edge rusher solid edge rusher yeah solid solid edge rusher you you probably i don't see how you can go wrong with him in that spot so Mm -hmm. that's why i'm going to pay but the same way that you see like the receivers kind of not being able to fall past that spot i don't see pay falling that far because there's so many teams that could use him and if the colts somehow get him amazing pick yeah and, and I mean, he's also a Big Ten guy too, right? It's like exactly, you, you yeah. got somewhat of a geographical geographical connection. Uh, who do you have, Indianapolis twenty? Well, I have a trade. Okay. In this one, and all right. I the whole time I was doing this, I was really thinking like, what two teams that I could potentially see trading up, or even trading away, and it both times I ran through this, I could only see the Saints and the Patriots trying to do something. I don't know why, but I can only see that. And I have the Saints trading up to that Colts spot after just seeing Caleb Farley uh, go and, you know, they want to get their guy. And I know that they're talking a lot about it, but give me JC Horn to the Saints. I don't see, I see a lot of people sleeping on Horn, you know, and I see a lot of people that could choose Sertain. Uh, I can see a lot of people that choose Farley. Or even um, Newsom. Yeah. So Horn to the Saints makes sense, especially considering that whole Marshawn Lattimore thing going on. So I would say the Saints kind of feel like the Patriots in a way of like a team that kind of just needs a reboost and, or a boost and just like a rebuild. And like, you know, you got to, you know, you've been used to something for so long and now that thing is gone. And now yeah. like you're kind of in the unknown at like, that thing you knew for a long time and we're comfortable with and we're, you know, sleeping well at night because of it, Breeze is now gone and Brady's gone in New England. So maybe, you know, New England and New Orleans just go with the, fuck it, let's straight up. Let's go get our guy and let's pay, you know, let's pay to go get our guy. Let's go find our guy. And if your guy, if your guy is Horn and if Horn is still around, fucking go get him. Yeah, no, Exactly. Would you I don't know a- what they'd have to get give up for him, but something tells me that he wouldn't fall to the Saints at a uh, twenty-seven. Would you be as a Saints fan? Would you be upset with Horn as a pick? No. No. No, not there, at all. I, 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 just, I want them to address the corner situation going around, and that's why I like Horn. Is I was gonna say, is there a guy who just? I mean can be more than one guy but just like one guy for for sure outright don't want him i don't want him near my team as a corner I, or just any player any player if there's one guy on the saints if they draft this one player you're gonna be like if you what's the jordan love for the saints <laughs> jordan love uh well i don't see them being able to draft a quarterback but if they draft 
Kyle Trask in oh, the first that's, round. That's a good choice. I will fuck. I will shit bricks because. So Kyle, so Kyle Trask might be this year's Jordan Love, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, if the Saints decide to go anywhere, or even if any team decides to draft Kyle Trask in the first round, I might throw a fit. And I can already say that is going to be the Jordan Love of the pick uh, or of this year because he's not going to play. <laughs> no, he definitely needs like two or three years before he should actually like see the. Field I agree. Like regularly. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, I went pay. Uh, you got the Saints trade up for Horn. Uh, Twenty-two Tennessee Titans. I'll I let got you. Vera, I got Vera Tucker. That's a good pick. Um, make that run game even more difficult with Derrick Henry than it <laughs> should be. <laughs> exactly. Exactly my thought process. Um, they have AJ Brown, who's an Ole Miss wide receiver. I got another uh Ole Miss wide receiver, and Elijah Moore. Going to okay. Yeah. No, I like that pick too. As soon as you said Ole Miss, I was like, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Um, I feel like it's an offensive player. Even though I don't think the Titans defense it, it's Titans defense isn't great, I just feel like they'll go with an offensive player here. Yeah. Whether whether it's Tucker, whether it's more maybe Bateman if he's still around. Like I just feel like it's a, I, I feel like it's an offensive player for the Titans. Yeah, no, in that sort of way. Yeah, no, I agree. For whatever reason. Uh, Jets, 23. I'll let you go first. Who do you got with the Jets? This is Seattle's pick, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Give me offensive lineman Tevin Jenkins. Ooh. They need a lineman to beef up for uh, Zach Wilson, so why not, right? I mean, the the whole Jets offense, like – People ask, like, what position needs do you have? And the Jets is just offense. Like, they, offense. Need, a, they need a quarterback. They need a wide receiver. <laughs> they need a running back. Need a yeah, running back. they need everything. O-line, tight end. They need it all. Um, just get Jenkins and Becton on that line, and that's going to be solid for yeah. years to come. That's a good base. That's a good base for you, oh, yeah. to, for you to build your team around for the next – five ten years at least so oh yeah 100 before, before those guys are traded off for absolutely nothing pennies on the dollar five years from now um i went with caleb farley here for for the jets um i think they'll go defense and they'll get a cornerback and they'll help out that end of the field um they have a uh, they have a quarterback on their team when they played seattle um, they had a, a quarterback, his name is Bryce Hall, and I can only just think of the TikTok star, and I was just glad that this asshole was getting beat, like, no relation, no connection to the TikTok star, I was just, but you're just glad that he's getting beat, some guy named Bryce Hall is getting destroyed by DK <laughs> Metcalf regularly, and that just made me happy, I'm a sick human being, um, yeah. and no, so I, I like that, I like that pick a lot more than, than mine right now. Oh, I I think either one makes sense. I just went with Farley because he, you know, if he falls that far, I can see the Jets just adding a corner and, and helping out the defense a little bit. Pittsburgh Steelers. 20... I feel like we have the same pick for Pittsburgh. Right I now. don't I don't think we'll have the same pick for Pittsburgh. My my Pittsburgh. You're pick telling is... me you don't have Najee Harris going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't, but that is I definitely contemplated that. <laughs> Uh, cause, so one of my good buddies, he comes on the pod every once in a while. He's a Steelers fan. 
And okay. we've been joking since high school, and that was three or four years ago, that, you know, it's death, taxes, and Pittsburgh drafts, both a running back and a wide receiver in the same draft, even though they already have plenty of wide receivers and running backs. They're still, okay. get, they're still like, even with it's Juju, just, um, yeah. even with Juju, it's Claypool, De- yeah, Deontay Johnson, they're going to draft a wide receiver. Uh, now, J- James Conner is gone, which makes the running back position obviously more available and more of a need um not see that that's also a really good question of who's the first running back to be taken in the draft and not e- harris it has to be harris e- etn like, though etn but who who does he go to that's the thing i mean the jets could take a running back that would be very jets for them to take a running back when that it's would just, be it's like quarterback running back it's just like, yeah i'm i'm not gonna lie i in my uh, draft i did before uh with jeff i also had the uh, nasha harris going to the jets <laughs> so you want to hear my pick this is like my second of like outlandish hot takes for picks okay. and, and it's with the steelers and i have them going landon dickerson with alabama and it's a very much a reach it's that is very, a reach it's very much not happening the only reason I went with Landon Dick Landon Dickerson is because of the fact that he's Alabama. He's a okay. center. He's a center. You don't necessarily need him to play center because I mean I think it's too late in Ben's Big Ben's career to bring in a new center that you're gonna learn and work with at age yep. 38. So the center. Thing, but I mean, they kind of have to because of Pouncey, right? Exactly. Yeah. The other thing with Dickerson is like he's at least torn his ACL once. I think he might have done it twice, but he was doing cartwheels at the Alabama Pro Day. So like the dude's healthy. Um, But I went with uh, my stretch of Landon Dickerson going to Pittsburgh. They could even honestly get him in the second round, too. They probably could get him in the second round. Here's the thing I was stuck for a while between uh, Jenkins. um, Who's the other? linemen from north dakota that i'm blanking on right now fucking um dylan randas randons is this that's 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 that seems right i I can't remember off the top anyway it's not the point and jenkins like high grades and run blocking and it's like well the steelers don't fucking run the ball so they don't really need a (laughs) run blocker so why the fuck would you get a run blocker they need and a pass blocker. They need a pass blocker because they passed it 10 million times a game. And that's why I just went with Dickerson. I think he could be a That's a totally pitcher. fair. It's a totally stretch. It, it's a stretch. It's a reach. It's probably not going to happen. I think it's the most unlikely out of all of my picks to happen. But it's just like a pick that makes sense. Yeah. No, it in definitely a, makes way. sense. Uh, Jacksonville, 25. I went with Morig here. I have him dropping all the way down to 25. Um, I think he like would be awesome for Jacksonville at their back end as a safety ball hawk, like you said, uh, makes yep. their defense better. That's how they got almost. That's how they got within five minutes of making the Super Bowl and beating New England in Fox. Almost, almost like it, it was because of that defense. It was because yep. they they literally played the old school way of like defense and running the ball with Leonard Fournette. I don't know if they want to go back to that way now because they got Lawrence and they can be an offensive juggernaut, but I figure Morig at, at safety, Morig could be a, a fantastic player and a great addition to that team. He definitely could. 
Uh, I went we, offense and offense with Jacksonville, and I, I chose Rondale Moore to pair with TJ Shark. I love Rondale Moore. He's, like, one of my favorite sleepers. Like, that dude's going to be legit. Oh, yeah, no. One of these receivers is going to be the next best receiver. Yes, without like, a look doubt. Look out for him to be anything short of greatness. I mean, and the fact that he's done – like, Rondale Moore has had two terrific seasons, maybe three, at least two for sure. All while playing at, at Purdue, at least two. All while playing at Purdue, and for yeah. those and for those who don't know, Purdue is like not a football school. It's an okay football school, but it's not like the Alabamas and the Ohio States and the Clemsons. And this dude still put up like I think back to back thousand yard or they had a shortened season in the Big Ten this year, so like yeah. pro pro rated a thousand yard seasons essentially uh, yeah, is what happened. Much. Uh, so that's a pick I really like too, and you get the Lawrence Moore connection. I like that pick. It's a good one. Uh, Cleveland Browns, twenty-six. I'll let you go with the uh, with the Browns and who who the dog. The Browns. Man. The Browns don't really need a lot of anything. I like they're so good, but I, I just can't figure out like what they need. So I go with depth, and I see Alex Weatherhead come to the Browns for offensive lineman here. I yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's a very basic pick for me on my. It's end. a it's a very Cleveland pick. Yeah, and, and like the new the, the new Cleveland of like just stability. The guy's a stable fucking lineman. You can trust him. This is different for them. They haven't yes. been in the twenties in how many years? <laughs> and, and and it like I don't. Know, it just makes sense to just add a, a, a an Alabama lineman who is a safe pick who. Just makes a lot of. You can play him in the interior. You can play him at guard. Yeah, you can play he, him at the interior. Yeah, exactly. It, it that's a really good pick. I, I went with Jalen Phillips, who is the edge rusher at Miami. Um, okay. Not not that they need another edge need rusher. Need another edge rusher? Yeah. It, this with is just Devion Clowney now. Yeah, and, and, and Miles Garrett. Garrett just being a beast. I mean, this is just again purely a depth pick. Just a guy. I think he's had a bit of injury issues too, but just a guy. I feel like my, you know, if Cleveland can use him properly and put him in positions to succeed, he will. Especially in that AFC North, which is just a, a, a dog fight all year. And now with Cincinnati possibly even getting better, I went with the edge rusher and Phillips. But fair enough. Th- that Cleveland. I I was thinking about this. Cleveland has the potential to be like the most boring pick. Just they because- do. It's just like the safest, like yeah, like what what else could they do? Like you don't really need to go receiver because there's no receivers in like the end of this first round here, in my eyes. Yeah, you could go corner, you could go. I mean, that would be a good depth pick to put with Denzel Ward, but I mean, like you still got you know so much at the cornerback position, <laughs> and even the safeties too. Yeah, no, you so. you you. You, Cleveland can't go wrong. No. Like, like Cleveland, I the I only know. way Cleveland goes wrong is drafting a quarterback, a running back, or a receiver. Yeah, or a tight end. Yeah, I don't, I don't see them. Like, I don't see them picking up any like skill position like that. No. Um, no, just pick a nice safe position. Uh, Baltimore, twenty-seven. Uh, I got Terrace Marshall Jr. from LSU going to Baltimore. Okay. Uh, um, he's just solid wide receiver out of LSU. 
Uh, I think you can pair him with Lamar Jackson and it makes sense. I think there's a lot of receivers that make sense with Baltimore if Baltimore wants to go the wide receiver route. And I went with Marshall. He's got obviously the the prestige coming from LSU and they won a championship two years ago. Mm-hmm. Makes sense for me. I, that's why I'm going Marshall for Baltimore 27. Who do you, who do you got with this Baltimore pick? I'm a I'm on one late pick on the Jalen Phillips, but after losing yeah. Matthew Judon, the Ravens need another edge rusher. Yeah, and Jalen Phillips, like you said, for the Browns, he just seems so ready for it. He just seems like he wants to play football. And how can you go wrong with someone who wants to play football, right? So. It it just it just makes sense too. Like I think Phillips is a good chance he goes to one of those AFC North teams. Oh yeah, I agree. Like especially he, since they're all like pretty much in like the three. Yeah, the yeah, three like, picks. they're all relatively close to one another. Um, mm-hmm. So so it makes sense. Um, Baltimore. I don't know if they're quite like Cleveland, but Baltimore is similar in that they don't need to fix a lot. They probably need a wide receiver to help Lamar. They probably need a pass rusher. They probably need a tackle because they just traded Orlando Brown. But I mean, they there's not a whole lot that Baltimore needs either. No. So. Uh, not, not at all. No. Um, twenty eight. Would you Would you like to hear who I have for the Saints going twenty eight? Yes. Rondell Moore. I have Rondell Moore going to the Rondell Saints. Rondell Moore. You I know have, what? I'm not upset with that at all because I, that is who's gonna fall. That yeah I I and. I don't know. It just seems like a Saints kind of, you know, play not a Saint not a Saints kind of player, but somebody in this new when you're you got to change it up, you got to do something different. You're trying new things. Why not pair more against Michael Thomas? Maybe put more in the slot. See what you can do. New Orleans is such a smart I mean, team. Yeah, Sean Payton, offensive minded coach. It's it, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so that so that's why I have more uh, twenty eight uh, to the Saints. And you had a trade here with the Saints. And who is it again? Was it uh, the Colts? Colts. That's right. Um, who do you, who do you have the Colts taking? I have here? the Colts taking Asante Samuel Jr. Ooh, okay. So there. So we have the, we, help on the back end. Yeah. So. You get a you get a cornerback for Indianapolis. Um, again, that's a team that's kind of in a weird division where you have Lawrence coming. Tannehill doesn't throw it a ton, but he can still. No, but he definitely needs someone to cover. You know, AJ Brown, and who knows with Deshaun Watson and what Texans ha- or the Texans have going on. But I try and avoid that because that's a really it's messy. a touchy subject. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I got more to New Orleans. Uh, you got Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, to Indianapolis. Uh, Green Bay, 29. I have Zevin Collins, linebacker. Ooh. There's yeah. like, I was going to say, there's like Zevin Collins and Nick Bolton, like the two linebackers who were, yeah, like, if you keep I, the- I really want Nick Bolton to fall to the Saints in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, both of those guys look really good. Like, And every time I've been doing like my PFF mock drafts, and those guys are both like right next to one another. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a good pick. And, and I mean, it, you know, Green Bay's not taking a wide receiver. Why would they, right? Like, <laughs> No, you want someone to pair up with Devontae Adams? Mm. No. Nah. 
don't so. don't sleep on Equinemius St. Brown like that. All right. Or, oh, or, or Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yeah, or don't, Alan Lazard. Yeah, don't Bro. sleep on don't sleep on those guys. Um, get out of here. Get out of here with that shit. <laughs> uh 29 for Green Bay. I have Asante Samuel Jr. going to Green Bay and Oh and wow, the, did you look at that? So, We're so, like so close in picks here. So the reason I have Samuel Jr. is, is even though actually Green Bay like has some decent cornerbacks with Jair Alexander. Jair. Kevin King. Kevin King. Um, <laughs> decent cornerbacks. Kevin King. Decent. I, that, okay. That, oh, man. That yeah. NFC Championship game will just – I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, we'll just, but, we'll just pretend like Scotty Miller didn't dust him. That was – yeah. Any, <laughs> anyways, I have Asante Samuel Jr. going to Green Bay, and he could be another cornerback, and they can figure it out and – I like that. He, he he can he can do a lot too. He can play inside and out. Um, Thirty Buffalo, the Bills. Oh, you take this one. Uh, I got Ojulari, the pass rusher from Georgia. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, Buffalo, like Cleveland, not a whole lot of pieces you need to fill. Uh, no, not really. Aziz Ojulari makes sense. It's just another pass rusher, just another guy who's going to get to the quarterback and who's going to just create nightmares for the opponents uh so i got ojulari going 30 to buffalo from georgia okay okay now i'm gonna do something a little bit different i don't feel like buffalo is going to take a linebacker or going to take an edge rusher i feel like they're gonna do something spicy and why not put travis etienne in the backfield get rid of singletary Zach Moss was your second or third day running back. No, he was your second day running back. But why not, like, when you look at Etienne, I don't understand. I think Josh Allen could use someone like Travis Etienne out of the backfield and get that run game going. Like, come on, Buffalo. (laughs) Well, that's just it. Like, I don't – because the other thing, I know Najee Harris was taught – you know, they were talking a little about him going to Buffalo and – Buffalo, that running back, like adding a running back to Buffalo, it's like one of those things you don't have to do. Like there's no need to do it. Like I, I'm perfectly okay with Singletary or Moss. Or Zach Moss. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with either one of those guys. But there is kind of part of me that's like, if this team wants to go to the next level, if you want to, t- if you want to take it up another notch, and really you got to get that run game going. Yeah, if you want to compete with the Chiefs. Yeah. Why not get exactly. a running? Why not getting running back instead of getting fucking edge help? Like, what do I know? Yeah. Uh, go go <laughs> go get a running back and just you know, really be a fucking menace offensively. Exactly. Um, Baltimore thirty-one. This is part of the Orlando Brown trade that has happened within the past week. I don't know when it happened. It, time. Yeah, the past four days. I'm pretty sure. Time doesn't mean anything to me now. It seems like. Um, who do you who do you have with the Ravens in their second pick, uh, thirty one overall? Well, with the Ravens going defense in the first pick, I'm gonna make them stay defense. Give me safety, Richie Grant. Ooh. It doesn't seem like they have a lot of back end help, and Marcus Peters isn't getting any younger, which is weird to say because it's not like he's been in the league for super long. But Richie Grant another solid safety pick come up and we'll hit you right in the face. So, and I like, or Baltimore loves playing that run defense sort of style. 
Mm-hmm. And they'll lock you down. And Richie Grant just kind of solidifies himself as someone like that. He makes a lot of sense for a lot of teams as someone who just comes down into the box and, you know, can abuse crossing patterns or oh, can, or just be an absolute menace. Yeah. Or can just like hit anybody in the run game if they don't get out of his way. Uh, I like that pick for Baltimore. That makes sense. Um, because they traded a tackle, I think they draft a tackle and they go Tevin Jenkins. Okay. Yeah. I think if if Jevin if Jenkins is still around, I got Tevin Jenkins just because he makes sense as a run blocker. Yep, um, totally. He he can replace Brown probably day one, I would think. Oh and, yeah, and and can fit in immediately. The funny thing about Orlando Brown too, I I, I guess it's been in the league about five years now, four or five Something years, like and, and he had a horrible pro day. Like I remember, like people were just like shitting on this guy's pro day and he was awful and he, he like he ran like a 4 8 40 or something or, or even maybe something super five. slow yeah something super slow he didn't bench as much as people thought and then i think he slipped all the way either late first or into the second round so baltimore got him because people were just like oh this guy's draft or this guy's combine was was awful or awful. something and it's just like baltimore just has a way and i know ozzy newsome isn't their gm anymore but baltimore just has a way of just finding talent and making it work and just putting it all together. And if Jenkins is there at 31, then they'll have no problem uh, making it work. Um, Final pick, uh, number 32, uh, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I feel Uh, like we have to have the same one here. Do we have the same one here? I, I don't see how you could go anywhere else except for this position here. All right. Who, I'll, let, I'll let you say it. I have tackle. Okay, we went wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I got uh, Dylan Redunds, who's uh, or Redunds or Redunds. I, I don't know if I got his name right. The North Dakota State tackle. And yeah, I just feel like... The guy Tampa, protecting Lance. Yeah, so I just feel like they went with a, another offensive lineman just to, like... They're returning all like we talk about like making depth picks. They are returning all 22 starters from the Super Bowl winning team. Like literally yep. any pick that Tampa Bay makes is a depth is pick. yeah, exactly. And that's why I think Jason Pierre Paul is getting kind of old. You know, he was he was on that New York Giants team when they won against Tom Brady. Right, and what did they? What did the Giants go out and do the next year? They went out and drafted another edge person. So that's why I see the Bucks doing that because the Bucks are in a win now mode with Bruce Arians. They're gonna draft Jason away. He's the guy that will fall right to him, and he's the guy that literally like mirrors Jason Pierre-Paul. Everything yeah. except for the hand. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, you're gonna bring the hand comment into this. Um, no, I, th- <laughs> no, I think that makes sense too. I just literally any pick is a depth pick. If a pass rusher makes sense too, um, yeah. I mean, if you, I don't know if you do like the PFF like mock drafts. If you go on them, I've seen people do it, but I haven't tried it for myself yet. They say that the top need the big. What's the? You know what the biggest need they say that the Bucks need? What? Quarterback. quarterback? Yeah, what a surprise. You don't think Tom Brady's playing for another six years? <laughs> like, I, like, okay. Like, if the Bucks took Kyle Trask here, 
Like, am I mad about that? Yes. Like that would be a stupid pick because like that's it's such a stupid pick. Like, I don't know. You just, you're picking a depth guy. I got Redunds, uh, who's Dylan Redunds from North Dakota. I mean, I it's I, a fair pick as well. It's a fair pick. Um, yeah, like fucking taking an edge rusher too is not a shitty idea either. Like no. Like there's no shitty ideas with with this pick for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yes, you 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 cannot fuck up this pick. You like no. you 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 cannot fuck up this pick. Um, all right, so we got through uh, 32 teams. I'll, I'm going to ask you a few questions here. But we're running a little bit long, but uh, guy good. guy that we did not pick that you are low key sleeping or not low key, not sleeping on, but who people are sleeping on that you really like. Guy that we didn't draft already. Oh God! A guy that we didn't draft. Uh, that's I have, challenging. I, I have I have one guy. I have one okay, guy. You you say your uh, guy first because there there's so many. Okay. I'm gonna I'll, I'll say one guy for sure, and I'm going Liam Eikenberg from Notre, Notre Dame because he's a Notre Dameman. He's a lineman. That's <laughs> like you 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 really can't miss with that. Um, I'm going Eikenberg. Um, but I mean, there's so many guys too. I don't know. I didn't know if you have one guy that you were sleeping on that. Uh, I wouldn't call for me. It's like an actual like sleeper in my eyes. But yes. one person that I didn't put in that I could easily just, or maybe two, easily I could just give, totally. Give me, give, give me two. I didn't put Kadarius Tony in, and I also yep. didn't put Christian Barrymore in. Yeah. Or Christian Barrymore. And um, that. Yeah, that kind of feels nasty that I didn't do them, you know, justice. But at the same time, I don't know. I just feel like they're not needed as much as other people. It's it, Well, part of it with Barmore is that it's a really shitty defensive interior class. Um, like, I think I think if I went through it a couple of times and there's Barmore and then like the second, I think, defensive interior player I think I had picked was Aline McNeil, who plays for North Carolina State. And just feels like a Seattle Seahawks draft pick where like, it's just some interior player from some ACC school who no one really knows about, but he just does his job. But yeah, sure. That could. Yeah. Um, but I got Eichenberg just because of the Notre Dame and he's a lineman and like so many of those picks have worked out perfectly. Um, is there a guy who you think people are overhyping and will not reach expectations. Could, could be could be guy we talked about or haven't talked about, but. Uh, just because. Oh man, that's so hard. Uh, I would say. Rashad Slater, depending okay. on where he goes he could fail in my eyes just because he's not like the best, but he's not the worst. If you know what I mean? Yes. And it could really play to his downfall. Yeah. I, that makes, I would, I mean, I want to say Sewell just because I don't think he is quite NFL. Like, he's very much athletic. I just think he needs a team to help develop and refine his talent. Okay. Um, 
I, I'm going to say Farley, Caleb Farley, just because of the injuries. I, I feel like okay. the, back, the back thing, I know we talked about it. It's, I don't know how serious it really is, but just a back thing. If a back thing is. Yeah, it could kind of scare you away. Kind of scare me away from, from drafting him. Uh, team that you think is most set up to succeed in this draft. It's got to be a, a team with like the first. Uh, it has to be a team that has two picks in this draft. And I think it's either Miami or the Jets. I feel like, here's the thing. I feel like Miami, they feel like this draft, like they feel like a team that can go to a Super Bowl. Like they feel like a team in, in, down the road with uh, uh, Brian Flores as their head coach. Yep. Definitely feels like a team that has their shit together and, and knows what's up. Um, that's a good pick. I like Miami. I don't know about the Jets. The Jets, I feel like, are just going to Jets it and ownership. Is but just- I like Robert Sala. That's the thing. I, I, I like that mindset. I, I, you know, I was never a big Sala guy for I don't know why. But oh, probably, I, uh, probably because you know maybe in the same division maybe also uh um i'm kind of a fan of kyle shanahan not a fan of his dad hats like definitely like kyle shanahan like takes his kids to soccer in the minivan and has like the flat <laughs> the flat dad cap that he wears yep. on the field and he you know thinks he's hot shit um a team I think that's really set up to succeed is I'm going to say Carolina. Okay. I'm going to say Carolina because I think they're in a really good spot if they want to trade down or even trade up possibly if they think they have if a they guy that be. if they need be. I think Carolina is in a really good spot. Um, even like New York, Philly, LA Chargers, like any team, like 11, 12, 13. I think 11, they can, yeah, 11, I think 16. They, I think they can find their – the type of players that they're looking for in that spot. Um, team most set up to fail in this draft. Um, to fail. I, I, I have my pick, and it's somewhat biased in San Francisco. Because I think it tra- could be San Francisco, yeah. Depending on who gets drafted, I say the Vikings. Ooh. You know, because they they could use a lot on the defense, they could use a lot on the offense, but if they choose wrong, ah, they they could fail so hard because their defense could go right back to shit. Or the offense could just literally stay to running with Dalvin, and if it doesn't work, then toss it up to Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen. They feel like a team, just as a team, not even just the one pick, just as a team, like they could possibly go and compete in that division, maybe, if things maybe. go well. And if things, you know, Dalvin Cook does really well, you know, Kirk Cousins, Thielen and Jefferson obviously are a really good duo defensively they can go and compete but they also can do the reverse and they also feel like a team that can get worse in a hurry can be absolutely dog shit and are picking in the top five like that's a team that can do either or yeah or they could just go back to well i guess they can't i mean they can finish eight eight and one now that we have a 17 game season but they could also yeah 
so they can finish 500. Uh, that's the podcast. Hayden, thank you very much for taking the time to be on here and join us. Uh, anything you want to plug or mention or a shout out to the viewership here at Speak Your Peace before we let you go? Oh, okay, man. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I gotta say thanks for having me on. It was really, really fun to talk football and I don't even care that we went a little bit long. It's always fun to talk and uh, do all that, but uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter if you want uh, at Hayden underscore Barton. Uh, what can I say? Thank you for having me on, Ian. Uh, I'll send you the Twitter follow, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll have to do this again sometime. Um, maybe, maybe I don't know if the Saints are playing the Seahawks again. They might be playing this year, actually. Saints from Seahawks. Um, I have to check the, no. the schedule. Not this year. Not this year. Next year. Next year. Because I know. Who knows? Maybe come playoff time. Oh, well, I was going to say, was it, was it last year, 2019, when Teddy Bridgewater was... walked into like now Lumen Field and just made a mockery of our team? And like, yeah, and Deontay Harris with that nice punt return in you know, the color not, rush unis. That's not that's not even like the worst punt return by a, a player against Seattle. That pisses me off. There was one again. Do you remember the one against the Rams where like someone was up like uh, Tavon Austin? No, 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 it wasn't Tavon Austin. It was, no, I think, um, I, think, I think Tavon was the one who was like fake fair catching it. Like he was waving his hands. And then the ball was on the other side of the field, and Canadian John Ryan was oh, left to yeah was left was left to go and who the hell knows like stop yeah. that um, yeah no, okay I know what you mean but yeah no well, well maybe there's some Seattle New Orleans thing going on we can make something happen who knows well I'm sure we'll chat again in the future but Hayden thank you again. It's been awesome. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, in, enjoy the draft week. Uh, enjoy having a first round pick. Uh, yeah, I will. I yeah, will. I'll be sure to. Uh, I'll be sure to like mention it to you when we pick someone. That's yeah. Just... Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> thank you again. Uh, have a have a great night, and thank you very much. You know where to follow us. Uh, thank you very much for your support, and we'll talk again soon. Peace out.